What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 142. On this episode, I'm joined by podcaster, rapper, and rocker, all rolled into one, CJ Jones. Uh, Not the CJ Jones that I went to college with, a different one. I know I have some friends that get confused. Um, This is the new CJ Jones is what I call him. Um, I talk about my Patreon, the merch shop. Uh, We talk about his new album coming out called Acoustics Volume 1. And then we talk a lot about music, rapper names, video promotion, uh, making music, the stats that matter, uh, being a delivery driver just a little bit, um, headphone perks, and then a little bit about the coronavirus. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. What up? Um, it is Mo. I'm about to give the homie CJ Jones a call. Before I do that, I gotta try to convince you to go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Go there, give us any amount of money, get early access to the podcast. It should be worth it there. If you just want to feel good in your heart, that'll also happen. You'll know that you're helping fund the dreams of a poor Oklahoma boy, uh, you know, I don't know. Imagine the feed your children thing. Um, also got a shout out to producers, Hurricane Haynes, my mother, Snappy, uh, Jay, Pow Wow, uh, Marshall, the Dharmanishta Bear. And I believe somebody has uh, fallen out, out of that group. Um, but I, again, don't know yet. Someday I'll figure it out. Um, all right. And also go to our merch shop and have a link in our podcast description. You can go there. Uh, buy some t-shirts, hats, things like that. Support the podcast. Uh, we got a few floating out there in the wild, and that is always dope. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm about to give CJ Jones a call. He is a singer, uh, kind of like an alt-rocker slash rapper. It's like a combination thing. He does a little bit of everything there. Um, he has a podcast of his own called Inside My Mind with CJ Jones. Uh, today, I think he's mainly on here to talk about his new acoustic project he has coming out. Um, so anyway, let's give him a call. Yo, what is up, man? Hey, what's up? So I try to give you, of course, a little intro, you know, CJ Jones, uh, from, and you have a podcast inside my mind with CJ Jones, something like that. And, uh, correct. You're like a rapper, fucking rocker combination, do it all. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds, I couldn't have said it better myself, I guess. Perfect. Perfect. Which is good. I'll, I'd much rather you say shit like that than me, you know? It sounds way better when someone else introduces your stuff instead of the other way around. Oh, I, I agree 100%. Um, but yeah, so what? my first question is, where's your podcast been at? You haven't had any mini episodes lately. This last like month has been chaos. The past week, I've been down and out with the flu Basically, as soon as I recovered, my wife came down with the flu. So, like, our entire household has just been a plague. And before that, like, I was trying to do, I was trying to get my acoustic album wrapped up. That was my main focus. With my wife back to work lately, like, off time has been kind of chaos. I don't know if you've noticed the last two podcasts I even dropped were like little mobile on-the-go style podcast that I did from my work vehicle. So, like, just been kind of trying to cram every single free minute I get into something creative. And 
it seems like there's only so much room. So long story short, the album was my emphasis as of lately. Now that that is wrapped up and I'm kind of getting some promoting out of the way, I think the podcast is going to come off the back burner and try to bring that back into the forefront. Well, hell yeah. Uh, I mean, I just, you know, we there's a few of us on Twitter, you know, we're friends. We listen to each other's podcasts. So I just noticed, you know, yeah, there had been many lately. And the, now that you mentioned the last two were out of your vehicle, which turned out pretty well. I appreciate it, man. So whatever you use there, uh, recording wise worked good enough. That's what I thought. Um, so basically we'll just get all your music stuff out of the way, all your promo, if you will. Uh, your acoustics project, what is the official name of it all? It's actually acoustics volume one. And rather than spell acoustics, like the actual word, I took the rapper approach and threw an X at the end just cause you kind of have to, you know, like if I wasn't, right, I understand. Like if I was an established acoustic artist, you know, like an Ed Sheeran character or fill in the blanks, it would almost make more sense to just spell it out because it's like, yeah, well, he's a fucking acoustic guy. It makes sense. But as a rapper who's diving into that world, I felt the need to just give it some sort of weird spelling. Just, I don't know, just to almost even embrace just the hip hop culture. Like, yeah, I spelled it wrong. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Right. Because no one can fucking spell it hip hop. That's yeah. The yeah there's always an see X these artist names thrown in there. Yeah, the new thing, and I've been bitching about it for over a year on my music podcast because I've been going back and listening to them, and uh, I'm all like, why are, they, why are they putting V's and X's and shit in place of vowels? I don't understand. And they, it still happens. Yeah, yeah, I see a lot of that. Like replacing an O turns into an X suddenly, and like now you're a rapper. Right, and like I enjoy vowels. I think vowels are the best letters, and all of a sudden we're replacing them with like the ones that don't do shit. Just weird. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because um, in my logo for CJ Jones, the actual logo itself is just the consonants. So it's like C-J-Y-J-N-Z. And then CJ Jones is actually spelled out completely underneath it. And I can't even count how many people have told me, like, my legit name should just be the consonants, like C-J-Y-J-N-Z. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? That would be so confusing. But then... You had a guy on your podcast, or he was on your album. Mountain and, Man. Yeah, Mountain Man. That's exactly what I was talking And, like, he did the yeah. same thing, just all consonants. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Because on one hand, it sets you apart. But on the other hand, I feel like it would be so goddamn hard to find if I was, like, searching for Mountain Man, the rapper, and I had only heard it said out loud. Right. It's very true. Uh, I know for me, like, I think my rap name is pretty rare, uh, whenever I came up with it, no one had anything close to it. Now yeah. there is, I think, like an A to the K. I've seen whenever I, you know, search for A to the Mo. So I think someone else has done. I'm not saying like they stole it from me. I'm sure they're like referencing a gun, or it might be their initials, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think you just got to be unique. You got to do you. Uh, you can't really worry about it too much. I've seen people with crazy names. Some people with normal ass names that just look like a yeah. normal, you know, birth name. And it does fine. Yeah. Well, uh, any, any critique I have of someone's names, like at this point, there are no rules because like my inner marketing critic wants to come and be like, oh, well, no one's going to be able to find you. But then, but then I see some of the people who blow up and like get larger than life and their shit doesn't make any sense. Like if I were to met some of these 
big name rappers now, if I, if I were to have met them before they blew up, I probably would have been like, dude, you no one's ever going to know about you with your dumbass name. Like it's not going to work. But then what do I know? You know? Right. Like I'm not successful. That's why I feel weird. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel weird having a podcast. I, I enjoy it. Obviously I do it all the time. Um, but I don't ever like telling people like, well, you're wrong. It's just my opinion, but I'm, I mean, who the fuck am I? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the same thing about popular music when, I tell someone I don't like their songs. I'm like, hey, listen, I only like maybe one song that's been in like the top 100 this year. So like, yeah. it might be a good thing I don't like your music. You know, I yeah, don't... maybe not liking your music is a, the best cosign I could give you. Like, maybe that means you right. are <laughs> something great. Yeah, like, because trust me, I hear some people and I'm like, ugh, I do not get it. Mainly like, and I guess I'm really listening to radio. My version of radio in my head is I go to Spotify and I'll listen to like the Spotify playlist. So like, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Most Necessary or Rap Caviar, you know, or some of like the big ones. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't like any of this. Like, I, and there'll be people that are like, I guess popular. And I'm just like, ugh, I don't. And some of it, of course, I do. But there's just somewhere I'm like, how is this song? And then I'll, if you're like me, and I'm sure you are, because me and you talk to each other on the DMs of our haterish selves. And uh, you'll look at like, well, how many listens they have? And it's like 12 million monthly listeners. It's and you're like, so what the fuck? Yeah, dude. It's an <laughs> it endless just blows my mind. But yeah, like just the dudes like Lil Nas X and people like, you know what I mean? Like if you would have discovered him before he blew up, like, well, fuck, dude, you're never going to make it anywhere. Your name sucks. Your music is questionable. But then he blows up. So yeah, it's like, do not take my advice on anything, even if I give it to you unsolicited because i clearly don't know what the right. fuck i'm talking about well and speaking of little nas x you know i've never really talked about him much on this podcast but he has a decent internet personality and i think he seems cool enough in anything i've ever seen i don't listen to his music and i'm not against him but i guess compared to all the other new acts that i don't listen to i like him more because he seems funny yeah. so i think your personality can go a long way um yeah, for I people that like don't had, necessarily listen to your music, for sure. I feel like he had a large like Twitter following going on, like a little underground cult, like kind of comedy Twitter type shit going on with his promoting. And then TikTok, I think, was what really did it for him, right? Which is another thing I don't understand, but kind of dabble in it, right? I have a homie that's always trying to convince me to do on get on TikTok because he said, you know. 100,000 views or something like that, you know, some crazy number. And I'm like, that's great. But you know what? I make beat videos and I'm not, and I'm not even hating on people that do it. I just can't find myself like making the selfie video of like, hey guys, check me out. Dude. Like, I just feel weird, you know? I don't know. I feel fake and stuff, even though it is me. So I'm just not going to. But I hope someone someday hears like one of my songs, Big O Round Titties, and makes a fucking TikTok video. I feel like that's made for it. Dude, yo, dude, that's fucking perfect for it now that you say that. Right. But, I mean, I did notice you were doing a lot of video promotion. Is that the first time you've really dabbled into it, or is it something you normally do? Th that is actually the first time I've kind of dove headfirst into video production. Like, I've dropped little videos here and there in the past, but since me doing the podcast and that stuff has kind of opened me up, more on like expressing myself on a kind of one-on-one -on -one personal level with people. So the video was just kind of a natural next progression into that. And it's really fun now that I've been like dabbling with it and working on some of my video editing and stuff like that. It is something I've 
plan on continuing and hopefully improving on versus the kind of low-level stuff I'm doing now with it. Right. I mean, my biggest fear with video stuff, because, you know, I don't, like I mean, I was just saying, I don't really make videos or whatever. Um, I don't honestly want my face and stuff up up there because, like, I don't like my face. But it is also, like, I just don't have the software and I haven't learned that whole stuff. But I know if I did, I would get obsessive with it like I am with all the other aspects of what I do. Yeah. And so it would be, like, just a whole other chore. You know what I mean? So sure. and I would like, want to learn the animation. Yeah. Like I was talking about earlier, there's just so much stuff that I need to do and not realistically enough time to do that unless I were to just abandon my job altogether, which let's face it, all of us would love to do. But the realism right. behind an idea like that is not always there. So, yeah, like like video would become that for you. It's like, God damn it. Why did I even do this now? There's just this other thing that I have no choice but to obsess over and I barely have time to obsess over the things I'm currently invested in. Right. It's exactly it. Um, kind of like the other day, I want to say it was like the graveyard entertainment people. Maybe, uh, we're like, you know, you got to have a team, you know, you and your friends together can be your team. And it's like, no, no offense at all to my friends. They aren't creative like that. You know what I mean? They're not like, Hey, let me help out with this endeavor. Now, I I think the value is great of having people come over, listen to my beats, give me positive feedback, stuff like that. But they're not like, all right, let me spend the next few days making shit for you. And I wouldn't want yeah, them yeah, to. But exactly. some people some people do have that whole network, which is really fucking cool, you know, where they're like, there's a whole group of us doing shit together. Yeah, it's almost like it's for sure something I would love to have if it were offered to me, but just finding the right people to make that because, yeah, it would be such a giant relief to know that there was someone for sure who was doing video for me, someone who was for sure doing graphic for me. And, like, all I had to focus on was X or Y or Z just to take some of that pressure off, you know? But, yeah, just right. realistically finding those people. Like, where, how the fuck do people assemble these A-teams? Right. Well, and I'll be real honest. I do think I'm too far to the point where I don't know if I could, ever could. It had to be, like we'd have to for real open a business and go into business together for me to let go of some issues. Cause like I had a friend who was helping me with some cover art. He made the one for my instrumental EP medicated sunrise. And he was going to help me with all my instrumental EPs. And I hit him up like, Hey man, I'm, you know, I'm about to upload this other one and I need, you know, that's what I'm thinking of art. And he was, he got really busy and I'm not nothing against him. Cause he listens to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but eventually I just got to like, I'm just going to make it, you know, like I'm already doing it all. I know when I'll be done and I'll just go ahead and make something and, and put it up. Um, but I was trying to, and I mean, I would still work with him, of course, if he wants to make some stuff, but I just find it's easier some days kind of like, you know, finding someone to do that verse on your song versus, well, should I, I'll just do the second verse too. Yeah. You know, like it's just easier if I just do it. Yeah. And it's always, it's hard enough for me to like, do my get my own shit finished so like finding someone who would realistically have the same vision as me and like the same energy behind projects as me like no one's ever gonna love your shit as much as you love it so asking someone to kind of i don't know it's just a big responsibility i guess if it's not like your own project right i and i'll i really enjoy doing collabs i don't know i'm pretty good at like uh 
if someone has like just an open verse left, like everything's done but one verse, I'm like, sure, I can do that because I like pride myself in being like, I'll be the missing piece. But I do also notice like I, I tend to not be myself in that scenario. You know, I'm like, ooh, what kind of verse can I do on this type of song? You know, as opposed to like, yeah. what do I want to do, if that makes sense? That makes perfect sense. And I, I don't know about you, but I kind of enjoy situations like that because it takes me out of my like normal writing routine. It forces me to write something that I probably otherwise wouldn't have even dabbled into. Like, cause it's someone else's shit. They've got their whole fingerprints all over it. Like the cho- chorus is there, you know, the beat and everything. So yeah, kind of forces me to enter this creative zone that I know for sure I wouldn't have entered if I was just sitting in my room working on my own projects. Right. Like uh, next week I have someone on the podcast. I've already recorded it actually because they had to um, hit the road and go into some military training. Oh, they talk about it. But anyway, so I'm already recorded with uh, a girl coming on next week, woman, lady. I don't know whatever the fucking proper term is. Um, and th- today they happen to hit me. I'm like, hey, here's a, a song if you want to do a feature on it. And the beat's so fucking good that like all day I was like, God damn it, I really hope I do this good enough, you know, because there was like all this pressure because it's like a new friend, you know. Um, they done a good job yeah, already yeah. on their verse and the and the beat's just so fucking good that I'm like, God damn it. I'm just like already stressing myself out over it. Oh, yeah, it's easy. <laughs> to- that, that'll happen. You like, you're forced to bring your absolute A game because you know that even if they're not being negative, they are going to somewhat judge you because like this your verse is going on their song. So like ultimately they have the say so on whether it makes the cut or whether it's good enough or what they were looking for. So there's there's that added pressure, which I, for me, it tends to make me perform better just because I don't want to let them down. I don't want to deliver them some half-assed verse that they're, they're like, Oh, maybe I should have asked someone else. And for sure, that's probably me in my own head. They're probably not going to think all the negative thoughts that I think. But just that added pressure for me tends to make me write something better. Right. For instance, on, on the one today, because I started writing a little bit, um, I pers- I've talked about this all the time, but, it, you know, whatever. It's my podcast. I repeat stuff, I guess. Um, I, when I write, I like to perform stuff where I sound frantic. Like, you know, like I write stuff probably where, and I've, I've done this a lot, where I write like five lines in the place of where four should go. And then, like, the last two, I do them, like, double speed, you know, if that makes sense. Kind of, like, double it up. And I do stuff like that a lot where people are always like, hey, you should breathe more. Not, like, in the way, like, Eminem raps fast because I don't rap like that. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just doing something weird that, like, I always do. Um, But a lot of people do prefer when I slow down. So, for instance, on this, I was very much like, this was four lines, so I will do it in four lines. As opposed to what I would normally do if let's throw an extra little punchline in here. So I, I have been aware of like, uh, you know, if, if it was one of my songs, I wouldn't care. But if, since it's for someone else, I'm like, I guess I'll do what I think people will like. Yeah. You know, all yeah, that plays sure. into it. Conscious of all that stuff and like second guess things that you maybe normally wouldn't second guess. And I like I actually right. recently did a collab. The song has been out for probably two weeks or so now. But it was like three to four weeks ago that I actually received the file from Dude and did the collab. And it was, it was one of the coolest things. 
because it was a song that he had completely finished and all he was needing was a hook. And I'm just like, so do you have any lyrics or anything for it? And he just kind of told me the general vibe he was looking for and gave me creative freedom on it. And I think the song turned out really cool. And the song he sent me was already really cool just with his verses and shit to it. So, but it was another example of one of those hooks that after writing it and laying it down, recording it and all that, I'm like, fuck you. I don't think I would have ever wrote a hook like this for one of my own songs, but I'm glad he gave me the opportunity to write it for this song because now it turned out cool and kind of, kind of forced, forced me into doing something I wouldn't have done otherwise. Right. Well, and it, it helps you have stuff on your appears on, on your Spotify page as yeah. well. Um, I'm, I'm down to only two songs is on my appears on spot. Uh, a guy had done some collabs with has removed all of his songs except one. And so I need to find some more collabs to get on people so I could fill up my appears on spot. It's my goal at the moment. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how uh, the algorithm and stuff works, but I feel like that can't hurt. I feel like Spotify right. has to recognize if your artist name is popping up across all these other platforms with these other artists, it can do nothing but good. Like I said, I don't know how that right. should work. I'm not me either, but I would I would assume the same thing. Um, and also, speaking of your acoustics thing, because we were talking about earlier, um, I'm pretty sure I know the whole vibe, but all the songs are like, if you haven't realized, like acoustic versions of some other songs you've done previously, correct? Yeah, all except three, three. Two of the songs were just previously unreleased acoustic tracks that I had been sitting on since before I even started rapping. And I just didn't really have the means to record them at the time I, time I wrote them. So I've been sitting on these two for probably probably like eight years or more. And since I was doing the acoustic album, like, fuck it, like now is as good a time as any. I can finally release these. They're songs that I obviously have stuck with me this long, so I felt they were good good enough to include. And there were songs I couldn't really drop as singles whenever I was releasing mostly rap music because just some random acoustic song in the middle just doesn't necessarily make sense. So, But yeah, the other remaining songs on there are, yes, just remixes to some of my other songs, just kind of trying to strip down more organic sounding versions of them, I guess. Right. Well, and that's kind of what my last song, uh, Two Different People, which you did the guitar on that song. And it's kind of like that. It's like a stripped down because it's a cover of a song I've done previously years ago um, that was more like rap. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, the song used to be like a real rap song off this mixtape, but I didn't own the beat and I could never remake a beat close enough to, to re. I just never liked it what I did. So whenever I used your guitar stuff, you know, it had more of the like country fusion hip hop thing. And I was like, Ooh, I'll try to do the lyrics on this. And it worked well enough that, you know, I followed through with it. Yeah, dude, that one turned out really cool. And that was your production on that, especially like the guitar riff I sent you. I know for sure if I would have sat down with that same guitar riff, I would have came up with something drastically different than what you came up with. But what you came up with worked so well for that whole arrangement. Like, it was just a good collab. Right. Yeah, and I definitely enjoy, uh, you know, getting the melody loops from people, things like that. You know, that doesn't happen often for me. Uh, so, yeah, you sit on that over. I made another one as well, 
that you are free to use, but we might have to just make a whole other one by now. Um, it was like a double sp- speed version of, of basically the two different people beat. It was like a, a yeah. poppier fun version. Yeah, well, sir, I'll, I'll have to send you something else just so we don't have to recycle that same one. But yeah, I think that turned right. out awesome. Uh, yeah, so far it's performed pretty well. Um, I've gotten a few less at the moment of us recording. Uh, it's been like, like a week, and I've you know I quit even sharing links to it or whatever. <laughs> I know I need to, but uh, I just I'm like that, you know, where I'm like, okay, I guess everyone I'm sure has seen my link by now, so I'll quit sharing it. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to talk yourself out of sharing it that last time. Right. Well, and I think that, but then again, the other day, someone sent me a song to the podcast is the sixth time they have sent me the same song. And we played this song on like episode four or some shit of the, like we played it a long time ago. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, man, we played it. And I always respond back to him. Hey, we've already played this fucking song. So the sixth time he sent it to me, I was like, Hey, I'm going to block you. If you ever email me again, it's like, I'm not even telling you, no, just send me like a second song. Right. Well, and there that it is a thing people do, you know, and I think that is somehow the number you know, numbers can get skewed in a lot of different ways, but like this guy, for instance, he's been pushing this one song for over a year. You know, so like I'm sure it does have ten thousand listens or whatever. Cause yeah, he I, sends an email every month to people like, Hey, listen to this. And so I, uh, it's just interesting. I've heard stories like fucking what was the song? Oh, that uh, Fetty Wap song, that big, whatever big song he had, the uh, Trap Queen. Right. I had heard that he was promoting that song for over a year, like a year and a half or some crazy shit before it ever even caught on and started exploding into that number one hit that everyone knew it as. And just, I don't know, the patience required to promote something for that long and just not be getting the immediate results. Like, fuck, dude, hats off to people who can do that. Right. Well, and honestly, like, me, like, like you said, you have already stopped sharing the link to the song that you posted maybe a week ago. And like, that's usually the impulse I have. I'll share it for about a week and a half or so. And I'm like, eh, fuck, they either like it or they don't. But to continue pushing that hard for over a year and then to have the success story at the end of that year is the craziest part. It's like the cherry on top. It's like, well, fuck, dude, persistence is key, but I wish I had that energy. Right. Well, and like for me, and it seems like, I guess, real negative against myself, but it's how I feel. And people, I'm sure a lot of rappers wouldn't say it. Like, I kind of am an Internet rapper. You know, like I don't I don't perform places. I haven't really tried to perform places. There's nowhere really in my vicinity to do that. So I do think if I was like performing songs, yeah, you probably do hold on to some songs a while and you would know which ones are your fan favorites, you know, to keep pushing maybe. But as a, like yeah. an internet rapper that, uh, you know, I enjoy making the beats and making the, the songs and putting them up and then on to the next one, you know, I like the creative process. I just don't think about yeah. that part of it, you know, of like and maybe I should, you know, try to work on that. But it's just something I don't experience. It's hard when there's not that immediate feedback. Like if you're performing live and you kind of see the reaction of the crowd, you can accurately gauge like how people are feeling in real time about your songs. Whereas the closest thing online you might have to that is like, oh, I got 15 more likes on this one than I did the other one. Maybe that's the hit. Right. But like other than that, there's really no 
measurement to know how these songs are stacking up versus your last release. Right. Or like, uh, you know, my album, uh, internet friends, I really enjoyed that one, but like the song never changed. I enjoy that, but it has so many listens cause it got put on the Sunday motivation playlist, you know, from the graveyard people, because it has like more of a positive message. Yeah, graveyard. And so it's like, just because of that over another one being, you know, about partying and that's not on a playlist. Cause I couldn't find one about partying or whatever. Uh, that affected the number, you know, the views, not necessarily who's on it or the quality of the song. So it really is about networking who, you know, and all that, of course. Um, but again, because I'm sure I said this before as well, I just want to hate the people can tell when you have fake listeners and fake numbers, when your song sounds so bad quality wise, and then yeah. you have like, you know, these crazy numbers, I know me and you will hit each other up on the DMs of like, hey, did you see so-and-so's tweet? Can you believe this shit? <laughs> you know, and it's so haterish, but we yeah, don't yeah. do it out in public. Uh, but it just seems so obvious to me. But everyone's just trying to have this image, you know, online. Yeah, fake it till you make it. That's the classic saying. Right. And in a lot of ways, that can be effective, unfortunately. But, like, I could never... It's never a mantra I could ever adopt. Like I, I'm just too insecure and like maybe just too honest with myself. I'm like, fuck, dude, I can't pretend like I'm the shit if the real life numbers aren't reflecting that. It's so hard, you know. Like I could never pay for these fake views because I'd be so fucking afraid that someone would find out and like out me. Right. And just in the back of my mind, I would know that I didn't get those. So like, it's so hard to get hyped up over something that's not real. Right. Well, in my mind, it would be like someone would seem like, oh, you got 5,000 monthly listeners. Well, I've listened to your music and it fucking sucks. Those are fake. <laughs> and so I'd be like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. In the back of my mind, that's the reaction I would assume I would get. Right. And now I actually think I'm fairly good. Uh, and maybe 5,000 is not that crazy of a number. But in my mind, that's just how I think it would go. Right. I'm like, uh. and like, yeah. you know, I, I see people where they're like, you know, my homies had it streaming all night, got me all the plays. And that's awesome. You know, I wish I did. And I know I could stream my own. I think eventually it takes them off once it knows if you have your accounts linked. I'm not positive on that. But even then, I feel weird listening to my own album yeah. too much on Spotify, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, just, yeah, anything to alter those. Just it's a weird little balancing act. Right. And. All right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. Then I've heard people make the argument like, because I used to pay for Facebook ads just to try to see if that would move the needle. By the way, it didn't. But I've heard people make the argument that paying for Facebook ads is cheating in a way. But it's like, all I'm paying for is for Facebook to put this ad in front of someone. They still have to choose to play it. They still have to choose to like it or engage with it in any way. I'm just giving people the, the opportunity to actually know that said video exists. But yeah, there's people who are like straight up, no, nah, that's cheating. You paid for the ad. Like, yeah, but fuck. 
you still can't force people to watch the video. You still can't force people to like it or whatever, you know? Right. Well, and honestly, like uh, followers or recurring listeners, if you will, is really what matters. Uh, like, yeah, you know, I, I posted the other day this on Twitter. And so I guess it's on, it's on my mind. Uh, I don't need everyone to like and follow my my music if you don't like it. You know, like if my music isn't for you and I don't think it is for everyone, I don't necessarily, even if we're friends, you don't have to follow it because if whenever my music comes out, you're not going to listen to it, then what's the point? Um, and the same yeah. goes for me and other people. A lot of people want me to just follow them, you know, go to a follow party. But whenever I listen to my release radar, I want that shit to be good. I don't want it to be like a bunch of fuckers I've never I heard of. So like, I'll follow people that I think are talented. You know, I'll heart your shit if I think it's good. Um, but I don't understand this whole like, let's just all follow each other just because. Yeah, I everyone's back. Right. I understand. I guess the idea behind it, but for me, because I actually use my Spotify account to listen to music, I don't want to ruin it. Exactly. And I agree with your sentiment on that. Like it doesn't do me any good if everyone's just falsely gassing me up, but they don't actually like what they're listening to. Like I want to have like real life data on whether or not what I'm doing is worth anything to someone. So like, if you, if you're not feeling it for sure, don't tell me you are because that just gives me this false sense of, Oh, well, that one song they really liked, so I'm going to focus on making stuff like that one song. But really, they were just trying to be nice because they were pushing a single that week, and they figured if they compliment me, I might check out their shit. It just doesn't help anybody to have that favor-for-a-favor mentality or right. that follow-for-a-follow mentality. Like, I'm someone, I don't look who the fuck is following me back, and if someone follows me, I don't automatically feel obligated to follow them back. Like they stumbled upon my page. I shouldn't have to like, I'll click on your page. And if I like what I see, then I'll follow you. But this, everything has to be equal across the board mentality. I don't feel like it's very beneficial to anyone. Right. I will say in general, I do follow people back because most people that follow me are music related. Um, and I want them to listen to my podcast, right? And I feel like they're more likely to if I follow them back. Uh, but I will, and I will. Oh, sure. and I do that too, by the way. But like, I guess when there's the obligation attached to it is when it kind of becomes weird. Right. And, and the, those been times where I'm like, oh shit, this person had me like a month ago. I can't believe I didn't see them, you know, and I'll follow them back. Um, but if they have the word promo at all in their uh, stuff, I will oh. not. Um, oh, there's certain yeah. words or certain phrase, like things I look for. And I'm like, oh, never mind. So I'm not following you back. But in general, if they seem like a normal person, and then sometimes I follow people and then I unfollow them because I'm like, well, I don't give a. They're just bitching about shit all the time. I don't need. I don't need this on my timeline. Yeah, yeah. yeah try to keep it pure if possible. Oh, for sure. There's a lot of people on Facebook in particular. I've had to mute. Like, I won't straight up unfriend you, but I'll for sure like mute your page or fucking hide your stuff because like i just don't want to see your negativity i have a lot of few people blocked Luckily, i don't know how many i need to look up the number uh i've gotten aware if anyone sends me a direct message of a link to their spotify or any song with no other message you know before that i just block a bad them. look i don't even respond i don't tell them hey this isn't cool i just block them 
So it's been pretty fun. I always wonder if they know why I block them. A lot of times it happens, of course, after I post like, but what I do, and you've seen it, I have a literal picture that says, we are currently accepting music for the music spinoff. Here's the email address to send it to. We need files, you know, whatever. And I post that. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll get people dropping fucking links, emailing me links. And so I just feel like I'm in the ride to block them. <laughs> yeah. Or my favorite, I've seen several Spotify playlist curators. They'll be like, all right, now updating this Spotify playlist. And people will be posting YouTube links or SoundCloud links. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, the instructions couldn't have possibly been more clear, but you're just still trying to. They're giving you an opportunity to spam, but you're spamming the wrong sort of link. So you just. It looks bad. Right. I, I agree. And then so, I love just hating on people, honestly, about my life. But that's what a podcast is for, <laughs> damn it. Um, before we yeah. you know, recorded here, I hit someone up because I saw they were accepting, you know, songs for our playlist. And, uh, you know, they said, oh, I think you're really good. I'm going to put it on the playlist. I was like, awesome. They said, well, first, can you go and follow it and make sure you stream it every day and share it? And I was like, well, I'll sh- I mean, I'll share it and I'll check it out and like, you know, following it. But like, I don't know if I'll be streaming it every day. And I think that's a fucking crazy demand. I don't know. On the artists themselves. Like, that's just fake fucking love, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. And it, it only benefits their playlist. It doesn't necessarily benefit you as the artist. I mean, it can give you those streams. But one of the ways I look at the playlist streams Cause like on Spotify, you have the two numbers. There's the actual follower count and then there's the monthly listeners. And I try see, I'm going to sound like a fucking hypocrite here because I am constantly sharing my monthly listeners milestones. But to be honest, I guess I don't care about that number nearly as much as I care about the actual followers because these playlists that you get thrown on can generate a ton, ton of monthly listeners and it really amplifies your numbers and makes things look good. But the second you remove from that playlist, odds are a lot of those are going to disappear. Right. Like how many of those play listeners are actually going to click through your profile and hit that follow button and keep track track of future releases. So these playlists can be dangerous because obviously they are beneficial at the time you're on them. But as soon as you're removed from those playlists, all those, all those listeners go, go with it. So if you're not accumulating actual fans along the way, I don't know. I just think it can kind of be a distracting number to focus on to a certain extent. Like it's good when it's good, but then does that make any sense at all? Right. Or am I just rambling? No, no, it clearly makes sense. For instance, like uh, I have a good example of these. The thing I look at the most is of course followers and then song saves. You know, you can go on your Spotify for hours and see how many people save that song. Um, I'm assuming that means liked or put on a playlist or something. But uh, I think those are the two most important things. You know, I have a rapper account and then also my beat maker account on Spotify. So on my rapper account under A to the Mo, I'm at the moment at like 98 monthly listeners, which isn't, you know, shit or whatever. But uh, I have like twice the amount of followers I do on my beat page. Right. And then I have a lot more listens. I can just no pure listens. I have. Um, a lot more on my rapper page, but on my beat maker page, I have like 200 monthly listeners, but way less listens, like a 10th of, or less the number of listens on that. And it's because I've just gotten on some random beat playlists 
in which a lot of people happen to listen to, you know, but like they're not even, li- and these people yeah. aren't even listening to the beat that much. They might only listen to the beat like two or three times. Um, but that yeah. counts as like a monthly listener. It's very easy to get by those numbers and you can get hyped up by those numbers. But I tried, and like I said, I am a hypocrite because you'll fucking see me all the time on Twitter. Like, Oh, just hit blah, 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 monthly listeners. Thank you guys. Which it is fucking cool. But I'd also try to keep it in context and remind myself that for the most part, some of these monthly listeners are going to be temporary. And like, if it wasn't for X playlist, maybe that number would be in half or even less. Right. Well, but I do think, um, me and you in particular, um, I mean, I'm, other people as well, but I just, I've seen how mean you are. Uh, our stuff's pretty organic, you know, like, I don't think we're buying any, you know, I believe you when you say you're not buying shit or whatever. Um, and we're not being yeah. too like overly, uh, needy or beggy, you know, on Twitter. Like I just will never beg anyone to listen to my music. It just makes me feel weird. And so any listens I do get, I'm like, well, hey, I guess I kind of earned those, you know, or whatever. Or I came across someone who liked exactly. me well enough, they put me on their playlist. You know, it wasn't because I agreed to some agreement with them. Yeah. Because I've been hit up lately yeah, by I'd- stream teams. That's why it's on my mind. They'll be like, if I had you to this group and we'll each stream it four times a day, then that equals this number of streams. And it's so weird. Yeah, I see that's just so... It. Hey, it's too much fucking work. Like, I don't want to have to remind myself daily, daily to on playlist to give everyone these false numbers. And yeah, B, it's just like I said, it's just false numbers. And I don't get what the end goal is on those groups because yeah, I've heard of lots of people doing those, and there might be ten or fifteen guys that are constantly. And yeah, it does boost your views and stuff, but at the end of the day, what is it for? Right. I mean, I guess if you can beat it and you're getting paid money, if like there, if Spotify or DistroKid or whoever, you know, is still counting it as a play, I just would always assume they're going to catch those things because I've heard of people getting their plays reduced when they realize there's been some shenanigans. So I just always thought like it wasn't worth it. But maybe I'm overthinking all this. Back in the day, back in the day probably like five years ago, I heard about some underground band i don't even remember who they were but they released like a 10 track album that was nothing but silence so there was like three minute minute songs where there's not a single waveform in the song it was just an album of complete silence and they convinced their fan base to go and stream it all overnight and they accumulated some ridiculous number of streams on this album that wasn't even an album and of course they were caught and it was removed but just like the fucking nerve of someone to even attempt that is mind blowing. Like I have to applaud them at the end of the day. Like who the fuck would even think to do that? You know? Right. I mean, more power to you, more power to you. And I'd say it all the time to people. I'm like, Hey, my song comes out this day. Y'all just go stream it while y'all are sleeping, you know? And I think if I convince someone to, that's totally fine. I think that's different though than like me and my friends doing it. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but in my mind, it seems different. Yeah, it just feels dirty, I guess. Right. Um, so, how's Missouri, man? It's good. Now that I'm out of the bed and well, everything is good. It's fucking starting to warm up, so I'm yeah. not mad at it. Yeah, yeah. It got a little warmer here as well. Um, 
does your job change much depending on the seasons? So you have a work vehicle, so you it, drive around. So I was figured it would. Yeah. And I'm in distribution. Like I actually work for a beverage company. Right. So we have a Coke factory in my town. I live yeah, in yeah. here. So good old Coca-Cola. But, um, so yeah, obviously as weather improves, people's appetite for cold beverage, beverages improves. And we definitely have our busy months during the summer. Right now is kind of the slowest period we'll have all year, probably for the next month. And then things will gradually start picking back up, leading into like Memorial Weekend and that stuff. Right. Fun, fun stuff. Uh, and you at least get to listen to some music, right, in your truck? Yep. Yeah, I'm constantly plugged in. I usually got my headphones on unless for whatever reason there's someone helping me that day. But right. for the most part, it's just me and the headphones locked in all day. So. It's really awesome for like podcasts and stuff like that. That's why I get to listen to your stuff up and a lot of the other people I'm subscribed to or right. Yeah. Anything really. But. I mean, if I, and I, that's the main reason I ask, cause I love listening to podcasts as well uh, when I'm working and anyone I talk to that were like, oh, I'm not allowed to listen or have headphones at work. I'm always like, Oh, that sucks. Like it's such a big part of my yeah. life these days that like I just can't even imagine. And especially me, like driving a truck around, I feel like it's rare. I am one because there's a lot of people I've talked to in like other companies around my city where they have regulations against headphone use or they'll have straight up cameras in their vehicle monitoring certain safety things. Like if they accelerate too fast or brake too fast, a camera clicks on. And if they have headphones in, like they're terminated. So I'm really lucky in a lot of ways because I don't know how I'd function at this point. I've gotten lucky the past like five years at all of the random places I've managed to work. They've all been headphone friendly. So I've gotten spoiled in a lot of ways where I don't realize that the average person doesn't just get to listen to shit all day at work. Yeah, I know it it is crazy. Um, And and it's a thing that like we've always needed. Like back in the day, uh, they used to have like a factory or like say if you like worked at a factory that like sewed shit or maybe a cigar factory or anything, you know, or you're just sitting around making shit all day. They would have someone there to like read a book to you because they would like sit at the front of the factory and like read, read over the megaphone, you know, to try to entertain everyone. And that was like a real like that was a profession forever until like radios were made. So um, it is weird. We've gotten to a place where like. They're like, no, just sit there, shut up, and do your job. It's like it's never been that way, ever. Yeah. And just the fucking demand that that is to ask of somebody, like, focus 100% of your attention on this shit that you really don't want to be doing so we can kind of pay you. Right, yeah. It's like, fuck, you're asking so much of the average person. Like, most people do not enjoy what they're doing for work. So, like, to make that even less enjoyable... Right. I think if you're if you can make it a little bit more enjoyable, you should do it. I get it if there's a huge safety risk, but you know, if there's ever any ways to do it, I think you should. Yeah, actually at the place I work, the warehouse department of where I work, they actually actually recently got a headphone ban. So like all the people driving around in the forklifts and stuff, loading trucks and all of that are now no longer no longer allowed to wear headphones. And I'm like, fuck, I feel so bad for you guys. Yeah, I bet one guy had his headphones up too loud, wasn't paying attention, and fucked something up. 
you know, with a forklift. Makes sense. I understand why. But yeah, that sucks. Uh, now, my day, um, just because we've been talking here for a while, I've been awake since uh, – it's like 9.30 at night almost right now, me and you talking. Uh, and I've yeah. been up since like 4, 4.30 this morning because, you know, I just – I have all these shoulder and back pain some nights. And so I've been up making beats. I made like five beats a day. Well, I made four, and then I started a fifth that I haven't finished yet. And then I also wrote a verse for someone and then mixed a, a different song that I have coming out later. Um so I've had a very productive day on the music side of things. It's very rare for me to do so much in one day. That's awesome. But it is exhausting. I feel like my whole brain is melted. So if on this episode, I haven't been as uh, on top of my game. That is why. It's because I've fried musically. I feel like that's just an example of you being the insecure artist. And like I don't know that anyone else would notice that other than you. I haven't noticed at least... Right. I haven't noticed you looking anyway in our conversation. So if that makes you feel any better. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, I feel like I I have been letting you down on your promo, though. So you have this acoustics album with some, uh, a couple new songs, some redo, uh, basically cover versions of some other songs. And then the day this is coming out is the Friday after this episode comes out. But what is that date? March 6th? March 5th? Yeah, March 6th on Friday. So I'm not sure when you're, when people are actually listening to this, but yeah, March 6th, that Friday. If they're listening to it new, they'll be listening to this two days before the album comes out. Fuck yeah. So yeah, if you guys have Mo on Twitter, you can find me on his Twitter. I got the pre-save link. You still got two days in advance to go pre-save that on iTunes, Spotify. And that way it will just pop up on your page. You won't have to remember to click on anything. It should just be there waiting for you. Hell yeah. Um, now, something recently, because you mentioned this hyperlink page, you can look at how many people have saved your hyperlink page. And I've always seen people talk about it, but never knew how to do it. And so I finally figured it out the other day. And it is so depressing. <laughs> like the people who view your hyperlink page versus the ones who actually took the time to follow it. It's like, oh, shit. Right. So like, like, uh, like 300 or more of you like click on, take the time to click on this, view the page and like, and eh, nah, fuck it. Right. Exactly. So I like my two different people <laughs> song had like 480 people viewed the page and then like 13 people saved it. And I was like, what? Yeah. That's about how my numbers usually look. And then the only benefit of the doubt I can give people is none of them have Spotify. And so they were like, oh, never mind. I don't have a Spotify. But man. And I will say, if you're clicking that link, say on Twitter, for instance, and you go to the pre-save page, I will say if your Spotify stuff is not saved on your mobile device, it can be a pain in the ass. Like you click to follow on Spotify, then it redirects you. Sometimes it will ask you for your password again. So why would your Spotify not be? That's Y'all should well, it's weird because it's never linked to me to the actual app. It links me to a login page. Luckily, my Spotify I used to log in had my Facebook linked. So there's that button at the top that says login with Facebook. So it's a quick click for me and it problem solved. Right. So it's my guess that a lot of people reach that password screen and they're like, oh, fuck, dude, I don't remember my password. And then they just back out. I think I'm but just maybe that's wishful thinking on my 
Right. I get what you're saying because I've clicked it as well. And then it takes you to the hyperlink and it's like saving. And it, to me, it searches and it's like, oh, I'm already logged in. Check mark. Here we go. But I bet some people, they're not logged into the internet browser into yeah. Spotify yet. And so you have to redo yeah, it there. You have the Spotify app, but Twitter wants to open it on the actual, like, whatever stock internet browser your mobile device has. Right. Like, me, it pops up with the blue check, like, oh, log in with Facebook, bam, and then it will save. But if people don't have their Facebook link to Spotify, which I'm sure most people don't, right? It's I, probably like, oh, here's your password, all this shit. It's like, yeah, fuck this. I'll just listen to it when it comes out. I did until I noticed that every time I shared my playlist, it was like created by Aaron Mosier. And I was like, whoops, I don't want my real name on my playlist yeah, that I'm yeah. sharing. That's weird. So then I deactivated them and removed it. Uh, but I didn't sign up originally with it. So if some people don't sign up or sign up with their Facebook and then they can't remove it. So be careful out there if y'all don't have. But yeah, I noticed the same thing when I created a playlist. It has my real name attached to it. And I'm like, shit, this is annoying. I wish that wasn't the case, but it didn't bother me enough to go through the process of fixing it. It was annoying, but I'm like, eh, fuck, it's not annoying enough to trying to fix this would be exponentially more annoying than the problem itself. Right. I mean, from what I looked up, because I looked it up when I was doing it, if I would have signed up with Facebook first, it would have been a lot harder. But since I had signed up yeah. and then just added it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Gotcha. That makes sense. But, all right, man, hey, what song do you want to play here at the end of this episode? Is there but, one you're um, really pushing? I think I I already submitted these stars to you, I believe, for your music spinoff. You did. Okay, so we'll skip that one. Um, I guess we'll just close out with Dracula. That one's always it's always one that I'll shamelessly promote. Hell yeah, man, we'll do. I don't know if I have it already downloaded or if I have a link to it. I know I have one of them. I have something somewhere, at least to an earlier mix. Cause yeah, you- I, yeah, I'll shoot you that Google Drive file as soon as I get off here, and you'll have the current mix perfect man perfect all right man well we'll call this good because it's uh feels way later in my head than it is if you understand that and i know your life's also very busy and i've taken up a lot of your time (laughs) uh but good luck with your uh, family fucking enduring the plague yeah how does it feel from here i meant to ask how does it feel being sick whenever you're in the middle of this whole coronavirus scare you know is there ever a moment you're like well wait what am i sick with yeah, I for sure had those thoughts. Luckily, my wife is a nurse. And she, like, the first day I started having symptoms, she convinced me to go to the Minute Clinic. We have a CVS, like, walking distance from our house, so I didn't have to travel far. I was feeling shitty, but I'm like, eh, I can at least do that. So I did get the legitimate flu diagnosis. So, like, that gave me a lot of peace of mind. If I would have just been crossing my fingers and assuming I had the flu, my anxiety would have been through the roof, I'm sure. Right. Well, and I do got to say, and I've said this a few times, but I think I might be wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Pretty sure more people die from the flu easily than the coronavirus. But I don't... Oh, yeah, by, by crazy numbers. Right. And then, like, I know, again, the coronavirus, I guess, is, is the new thing, but I want to say even, like, bird flu and all the other outbreaks had way more higher fatality rates than this one does. Yeah. But everyone's like really freaked out about it. So I think it's that just classic fear of the unknown. Everyone jumps to worst case scenario. 
So like the less you know about something, the more fear surrounding that something. Even though coronavirus itself was not new, apparently there has been several variations of coronavirus throughout the years. This was just a particular strain of it. Right. There's like already four strains apparently that we've had for like 12 years that are just the common cold or something. Like Exactly. It's weird. Anyway, um, someday I'll look into more of this coronavirus thing. Uh, but all right, everyone, go uh, with some science. Yes, uh, go check out CJ Jones and Cybermind with CJ Jones podcast, and look out for Acoustics Volume One. And then we'll end this here on this Dracula song. You got anything else before we head out of here? No, nah, man. Just thanks for having me on here. And if you guys listen this far, for sure, check out the album. All right, peace, man. Later. To my eyes, you can see the sunrise. Valleys in the lines on my face don't lie. All the sands in the glass came to pass in this lifetime. So I come alive in the nighttime. Ain't nobody meant to live forever anyway. So I fight to never try to put this pen away. Let the ink dry, frame it as my legacy. Hoping that the message resonates and they remember me. Ain't nobody meant to live forever anyway. Eternal bliss, that's my energy Pay attention to the truth I'm delivering Open up your mind, it's divine, set it all free It's written in the stars like the old kings Every flame slips away, it's approaching You can burn it all down, leave it smoking Or be a light in the dark where the hope breathes Ain't nobody meant to live forever anyway Ain't nobody meant to live forever anyway Counting minutes, counting time Life is temporary, don't ever let it Leave you behind, cause the moments That you let slip away, will destroy your mind As the memories pass So fast, and leave you blank inside Forever is never Enough, cause every time I look Away, I realize the leaves are changing And winter's up, somebody Pinch me, I can't seem to wake Me up, so forgive me My daydreaming is catching up Looking back at these wasted days Spin away, nine to five Punch the clock and spend another day Secure and safe All to make a little bit of pay Just to spend it all on the very next day Life and death, the cycle goes together Forget the price of gold Cause diamonds ain't forever You can weather the storm but never change it You can run away from death But you can never escape it Ain't nobody meant to live forever anyway 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 anyway.